You're listening to Talk Talk, 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 where we are talking about the theory of knowledge. So, hello and welcome to episode number 35, which I decide to call how, ma- how can be math right and wrong at the same time. And um, I'll illustrate to you in this episode that uh, even though mathematical calculation can be correct, mathematically correct, it may not necessarily reflect reality. So something in math can be mathematically correct, but it can be wrong when we try to compare it to our real physical world. And um, I'd like to illustrate this uh, to using uh, two examples. The first example is an example which is pretty easy, and you probably already know it. Um, it's uh, the calculation of the size of a triangle. And with this example, I'd like to illustrate to you that using Pythagoras' theorem, we get results which are mathematically correct, but wrong when we try to look at it uh, when you compare it to reality. Um, and uh, what I'm going to do is the following. You already know that um, if you want to calculate the, the length of a, the, the size of a right triangle, you can use the theorem of Pythagoras. And the formula, which you already know, is a squared plus b squared equals c squared, where a and b and C are the sides of the right triangle. And C is the hypotenuse. That's the one that's going diagonal. And the, uh, and the sides A and B, they of course have to form a right, a, tri- a right angle. To make it very si- simple here, I've uh, chosen some very easy numbers so we do not have to work with decimals. So what I did is the following. I chose for A, I chose three the value 3. For B, I chose the number 4, the value 4. And now I'd like to calculate C. And uh, if you cannot imagine this, um, I've included here um, online, uh, I've made a little drawing or you can make a, a drawing yourself. And uh, when we calculate that A squared plus B squared equals C squared, uh, we first of all have we've 3 squared, which is 9, plus 4 squared, which is 16. So 9 plus 16 gives me 25. And 25, that is C squared. And now if I want to calculate the value of C, then what I have to do is I have to take, uh, I have to pull the square root of 25. And so what is the square root of 25? And you're going to say, well, it's easy. The square root of 25 is 5. And I'm going to say, well, that's only half correct. Because uh, you should already know from math class that if you take the square root of a number, then you have two answers. You've got a positive answer and you've got a negative answer. So if you take the square root of 25, you've got two answers. The answers are 5 and negative 5. So the length C is can either be 5 or negative 5. And you're going to say, well, it must be 5 because we cannot have a negative length. And of course you're correct. In our physical real world, we cannot have a negative length. But mathematically negative 5 is also correct because we've got two answers. So this simple example with a triangle already shows that something, that a result that math gives us not necessarily, is not necessarily correct when we compare it to our real world. So, um, essentially what we have to do is we have to interpret mathematical results and we have to check do they make sense so we cannot just blindly rely on them and there's also a second example that I'd like to show you and this one in here we're not going to do any math um, it's uh, I'm just going to explain it 
and uh, because the math involved is a little bit more complicated and it wouldn't make a lot of sense to to um, actually talk you through that I'm just so I'm just going to explain it verbally and it takes us into uh, the theory of relativity from Albert Einstein and this uh, theory of rel relativity uh, says that essentially the the fastest speed possible inside the universe is the speed of light which is pretty fast uh, 300,000 kilometers per second uh, per second so uh, 300,000 kilometers per second is pretty fast um, and essentially um, only light uh, is able to reach this speed so no other object uh, in space is able to actually travel at the speed of light now quite similar to the Pythagoras uh, uh, equation um, the theory of relativity gives us several answers okay so there are several possible mathematically correct solutions to the theory of in the theory of relativity and uh, one of these solutions reflects our world as we know it where the speed of light is the maximum speed possible and and so on however there's also a second solution and the second solution predicts that there are particles and these particles are called tachyons the tachyons and these particles are traveling faster than the speed of light and as a matter of fact you're not even able to slow them down to the speed of light because if you slow them down uh, to the speed of light it's not gonna work you cannot do that and th the less energy the particle has the faster it goes now that's exactly opposite from what we know in our real world normally it's like this if you if you want to go faster you have to add more energy and with the tachyons, the faster they go, the more energy they lose. So it's quite crazy. Um, it's not really imaginable how this is possible, how something has to go faster than the speed of light. And with the energy of zero, these tachyons even travel at an infinite speed. They travel infinitely fast. So we see that the theory of relativity gives us now a solution, gives us two solutions or several solutions. Um, one of them, one of these solutions is, is actually able to, is reflects our physical world as we know it, and the other solution is, is, is quite, uh, quite strange. Now, researchers, of course, tried to find, um, these tachyons, and so far they were not able to find them. Um, and I think it's, they're probably not going to find them in this universe, because tachyons are a purely mathematical solution that are not reflected in our everyday world. It's just like at the negative length. I mean, if you want, you can measure out millions of triangles, uh, and you can measure them and hope to find one triangle that has a negative length. Uh, good luck. You're probably not going to be able to, to, to find this kind of triangle. And quite similar with, with tachyons, you're probably not going to find a tachyon with a, uh, you're not going to find one. Okay. Um, so what's the point of this? Uh, the, it should show you again, essentially, that math, you are not allowed to blindly rely on mathematical results. They do require a certain amount of interpretation because you have to evaluate and you have to interpret the results and to check, do they make sense and do they correspond to our real world? Um, so I already mentioned in a previous episode that there are several different uh, theories of truth. One of the theories of truth states that true is that which corresponds to reality and another theory of truth states true is that what is uh, consistent with itself self-consistent okay so um, 
basically um, you call this coherence. It must uh, it's the coherence theory of truth, and essentially in, with these two mathematical um, examples I've given you, you see both types of truth. A mathematical system can be coherent; it can be true with itself. It can also be true with other mathematical systems, but it may not necessarily be true in relation to our real world. So it may so a mathematical formula may fulfill the coherence aspect or the coherence theory of truth, but not the correspondence, because it does not correspond to our real world. Okay, um, so, and at the end, I'd like to um, start, uh, close off with a little quote again here. I like to do that. I like to end with quotes. And this quote is from Albert Einstein. And it's a pretty short quote, but I think he meant pretty much the same thing that I wanted to say here. And the quote goes like this, uh, mathematics are well and good, but nature keeps dragging us around by the nose. You can listen to more episodes at www.toktalk.net. That's www.toktalk.net. My name is Oliver Kim, and I wish you a nice day.